Hello, and welcome to episode one, our first ever episode of Richard and Mike Do Food. I'm producer Dave, and today the guys are going to be talking about hope. There'll be some stories, some Bible stuff, even some praying because we're just that holy. But anyway, please stick around to the end to hear about our contact details. We'd love to hear from you about how you found the podcast and about anything you'd like us to cover in the future. Um, without further ado, I'll let the guys take over. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Richard and Mike Do Food. I'm Richard. I'm Mike. And we thought we'd do this podcast just so that we could share some of the thoughts that we'd been having. Yeah, so me and Rich would kind of sit around and chat and uh, that's what we do as mates. And so we're going to do that while eating some food. And today we've got some lovely, lovely dessert. Yes, so it's made... Rich's wife Hannah made for us. It is, it's very good. So it's a chocolate brownie. And there's like a chocolate dome over the top. Well, there was supposed to be a chocolate a dome chocolate over the top. chocolate dome over the top, yeah. We kind of failed at taking it out of the moulds. Um, <laughs> it kind we, of collapsed a bit. Yeah, one melted in my hand. You ended up chipping I yours off. I just kind of chiseled it away with a knife. It just, it just, it just broke apart. And the, the idea was that we'd get this hot caramel, um, salted caramel sauce, which we have mm. and which works really well. So nice. And we would um, melt it. So and the, and the idea is that the kind of chocolate dough melts away, revealing this this wonderful brownie inside. Right? Yes, yeah. that's it, exactly. But um, we kind of failed, and it doesn't look like it's supposed to. But shall we do a bit of a taste yeah, test? Yeah, I think so because it looks still amazing. I think then what's the new phrase? It's not a chocolate bomb; it's an exploded chocolate bomb, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's give this a go. Yeah, I mean that's good. Hmm. It is. I like that. It's very, very nice. It's um, it's quite rich, isn't it? Lots of different flavours. Yeah. Producer Dave, have you had any yet? I have had some. Yeah, what's your... You... It is very nice. Yeah. I it love rich chocolatey <laughs> things, so yeah. <laughs> Even if I'm having dramas with cutlery, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chucking them around, yeah. And sticking them in your eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. So... For our first episode, we thought it'd be really good to talk about hope. Hope is something that God's really been talking to me about for, I'd say, just over a year now. Um, it all started with just the idea. It was very, very ethereal. It wasn't really, it didn't really apply to where I was at. But God was really just talking to me about the whole idea that we have hope because because Jesus died and rose again. It's literally that that simple. Because regardless of our situation, we we have a hope we have hope for all sorts of things in all sorts of situations and i i know that's quite obvious and that's quite quite um quite foundational but that was what god was really talking to me about and there was a song um you keep hope alive that i'd been listening to and that really really just spoke to me and i think what we're going to share is some of the stuff that god had been saying over a while so there's that that verse hebrews 11 verse 1 um Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It's the evidence of things unseen. Um, and I believe that's the New Living Translation. I right? think it was, yeah. yeah. And I think the thing I really took from that, first of all, is that hope and faith go together. And it's not that they are two separate things. If, in order for our faith to be, to be fulfilled, to be whole, we need to have hope. And... I think before that, before this journey that God's been taking me on, I'd kind of felt as though hope was an added extra. So 
that I could always, as long as I had faith, I was fine. As long as I had faith, mm. that was that was all that mattered. And I could or I, I couldn't have hope. It's not really ideal to not have hope, but I didn't I didn't need it. But reading that verse in the with the background of what God had been been kind of bringing to me, I kind of realised how important it was. There was an um, a while ago, so once this whole thing had started, so God was talking to me about about the need for hope. But I wasn't in a situation where I really needed to hope for anything. Yeah. And there was nothing in front of me. And a faithful friend after this um, incident had happened, he said, you seem quite hopeless. And and you know what? He was right. And I, I realised, actually, I need to have hope. And I think it's not just having hope in Jesus. Yes, there was a hope in Jesus, but a hope for more in life. And I think that's one of the things that that I've realized actually we need to hope for more. Yes, we have a hope in Jesus, but there should be kind of almost like outworkings that we hope for, even if it's as basic as I hope that God can make something better. I think we need to be, well, I believe now that actually we need to have have hope for things. Mm. Yeah. And so hearing that and thinking about that kind of made me think, well, okay, so I can hope for something better, but you know, hoping's I guess not going to achieve much maybe or I can you know have some kind of nice nice sunshiny thoughts about things um but I suppose that verse talking about faith shows the reality of what we hope for kind of puts it like cements it a little bit more if that's the right phrase kind of makes it a little bit more solid makes it more something that is real so the, the idea that Jesus rose again is you know is a truth that we we know it happened and you know this is this is written in those kind of times when it was like really is that is that what happened here and you know we, we're kind of just trying to really get this message out there which is still the case today but it's it it was more of a that this is this is something that we can base our faith on so we've we've hoped on it and it is the truth of of what actually actually has happened um I suppose the other side of things is if if we got if you got a bit of a rubbish situation so if a good number of years ago for us for me and my family we had we had a bit of a rubbish situation where where my wife's health was basically getting worse and we couldn't really figure out what was going on and uh we were kind of a bit like well this is this is not great uh we were praying about it etc and there's been a few times with her health we've been praying things and and honestly for for some of those things nothing really changed um went went through the kind of medical routes and got diagnoses and things like that and there was a few things long-term conditions that, that basically she was diagnosed with and you kind of and it's like, okay what are we hoping for here then are we hoping for for god to change something here yeah we could hope for that that could be something we hope for um, are we hoping that the situation changes entirely? And I suppose any of us could could hope if we've got a negative situation that it changes for something more positive. Oh, there's anything wrong with that? And I suppose that's kind of what you were you were saying from from your kind of example there, isn't it? Like hope to see something change. But I think rather than having almost like a a kind of optimism or a kind of like a oh things will get better, I'm, I'm hoping that will get better, so therefore it'll be okay actually where is my hope placed 
sounds a bit kind of like abstract maybe, but like, am I hoping specifically for, I don't know, my wife to be healed of whatever conditions <laughs> were she was getting diagnosed with? Or is my hope based in the fact that Jesus is alive and I've got God as my father and my hope is based on those guys and my trust is in them and whatever they are up to <laughs> whatever they're doing and however they're they're interacting with us in the whole scenario my hope is is in that and if they decide to heal Lottie my, my wife or not um, that's actually not down to me and unless I've heard very clearly from Jesus that yep yeah, I'm gonna I want to heal her and there's this faith position you can you can take um, then we just hope in in him we hope in them so here's a question on a day-to-day basis how does that work out for you because we haven't seen the healing that yeah, we would like no to see healing. yeah you still got you still have your hope in in god in jesus what does that practically look like what are you hoping for yeah specifically that's the thing i think i think that the idea of hope almost to me, where I've not heard God tell me I'm going to heal her of this, I'm going to heal her of that, I think my hope in him is that that he is who he says he is, that Jesus has risen again and we are joined to him in that. We have unrestricted access and relationship with him as a result of Jesus' sacrifice. We have access to the Holy Spirit who gives us power and enables us to to kind of deal with situations. The situations themselves might not change, but he can he can work in us and he will work in us. And we've, not, we've seen that. We've seen absolute breakthrough in our kind of way of thinking about that scenario or way of thinking about um, what life in general and, and, and thinking, okay, is the situation going to change? Even if it doesn't, then actually he's still the same god so it's almost taken the whole angle that actually um we're we're hoping in god but actually it's not just just the healing god god is going to do is able to do so much more so we have a hope that he will do something that something may not be and i think so much of it is about laying down what my actual ideal or my preferred outcome or even my kind of plan okay if you are the god you say you are this is what is going to happen actually like she's going to be healed um and me putting my own criteria or outcomes and say and and determining you know what hope is or who who god is based on my own circumstances i mean that even in that situation i think that potentially i hate to say is, is a bit of a possibly a bit of a narrow way of thinking like if I can determine and say, well, if I, from my little human perspective, say, okay, God, if you do this, that and the other, then I know I can hope in you and you, I can trust you. Well, he's God. Like, what, Why would I determine what the right outcome and the good outcome is and what he's got planned for us? Well, I wouldn't. I've got to trust that he's able to do that. And I suppose that can only come really with revelation and, and hearing him and knowing him through that hope I suppose and knowing that actually 
even if the the clear outcomes that we would expect or want to see happen if if god is who we think he says he is then um then we kind of restrict and and think well we've got our own criteria well god is so much beyond and so much better and so much bigger than all of that actually why would i be the one to decide who god is and how he responds and what he decides to do if that makes sense so the, that when when it says the hope is in him that's what I kind of mean is am I willing to lay down my own thoughts as to what I think he should be doing and, and micromanaging him or um, or not basically and it is that kind of I'm, I'm, if my hope is in him then my hope is in him and I, I need to be able to trust unreservedly in the fact that he's he is he has got the best and I think that's what that, that verse that his ways are higher than us that's where it comes in because I think sometimes we have to and sometimes it's used as a cop-out but I think the reality the truth is that we don't always understand what he's doing and I mean you haven't seen again you haven't seen the healing yeah. that you would like to see however would you say that God has worked in you and done something oh massively I mean it's, it's given given us I think a kind of perspective on, on life that we would never have had otherwise we were able to kind of see things from a very very different angle as a result of the fact that he has just been faithful to us. Not been faithful to our bodies necessarily, if that makes sense. Like our yeah. physical bodies. That like in terms of as I would determine what faithfulness might look like from him to us, if that makes sense. Like he's not healed um that there's not not seen healing in that scenario, but he has been he's made himself known to us in ways that perhaps we wouldn't have had otherwise. I don't know. Um, but certainly he has made his presence really clearly known to us and we've and and the ability to to kind of sit back and trust in him which no one nails that I don't suppose but (laughs) (laughs) but perhaps uh, perhaps there's there's been something that he's helped us with there as well as as we've gone through that kind of process of actually life's not in our control and we've got to settle with that and and let life be under under God's control really these these bad things happen I don't think he does them but they do happen and okay where where are you God and, and, and who are you in this and, are you, and and kind of putting it laying it open before him I think mm. is the kind of phrase that comes to mind to try and describe it and I think I think this like with many things and I'm always harping on about this <laughs> it's all about that position of being a child of God mm. I think when you when you live as a child rather than a servant rather than a worker then you know that your father in heaven has good things for you mm. like he's the, he gives good gifts the bible tells us that and i think when like you said there's that even if situation when things don't go the way that we plan mm. we can say well actually i know that my father gives good gifts I can believe in that. And that's something that you can stand on. And while you're in the middle of it, it's really yeah. hard. But especially it, when you think, hang on, this is a good gift. Yeah. Actually, that's the gift I want. <laughs> Why don't you give me that? <laughs> <laughs> it makes so much sense. Yeah. Heal. Yeah, that would, that would be great, man. That would sort everything out, wouldn't it? If we just, were, were, you know, that, if you just did that. But well, I think when we when we get our relationship with God to that place where we are, relating with him as a child rather than anything else that's when we can come into that full place of hope and even that place of trust in him and I think 
and like I was I spoke about this a few years ago one of one of the key things in the way that we relate with God is well it's literally the way we relate with him the way that we we talk with him as a child and I've learned this from being a father myself your kids come to you to talk to you just for the sake of it mm. and they're the best relationships if you think about the people you get on with the the best the people that you spend the most time with who you enjoy being with you spend time with them because you want to spend time with them you don't spend time with them because because there's a responsibility because you have to that's that's a functional relationship but our relationships with god should be the relationships where we come to him just to be with him and yes we still have stuff that we would want to ask with ask of him that we would want to talk to him about but actually putting all that stuff aside one of the key things for me is praying for the sake of praying and spending time in his mm. presence because that's when I move into that place of sonship that's when I come to know him as a father and you know what when I do that everything kind of just falls into place because I'm connecting with him as a son I'm not connecting with him as someone who just needs things I'm not using him like a vending machine mm -hmm. I'm just spending time with my father for the sake of it. And I try to I try to do that every morning and we're teachers. So mm -hmm. mornings are are crucial. We try to get into work really early. A squeezed. A bit squeezed, yeah. And then in the summer, in the holidays, you know what, it's a lot easier to to get that. And I can get I can get that kind of routine, but it's when I go back to work that it gets really hard. But when I am not relating with him as a son I notice the difference yeah. that's when I become become more stressed I find things harder I feel like I've got more on my plate but when I'm in that place of sonship everything just works and that's where that's one of the main ways that my hope is built mm. yeah coming back to that idea of hope being a critical part of our relationship with God and a critical part of life kind of struck by the idea that even when life is good so I've talked about we talked a little bit about oh you know both of us described kind of like a situation and then you know we need hope in this situation because we've lost it a little bit etc and I'm sure everyone can relate to that but what about when life is like good things are fine do you know what I mean like, and what's the point you know you don't hope for anything then do you like everything's all right yeah you got a good point there when you when things are good what do you hope for and I think that can literally just be coming down to the fact that my hope is in Jesus. And I think it's also recognising that he's the one who's given you the good things, that he is the good father, that he's the one who's blessed you. And I think it's good. from living in that place of hope, we can attribute our times of blessing to him. Yeah. Yeah. I think also another side of that maybe as well is, is looking to see what he's got for us in those times because while we're hoping in him there's a reliance on him there's a kind of need to draw on his grace and his and the, and the power of the holy spirit when we kind of sit back and kind of consider you know almost without realizing it oh life's fine there's not really many challenges slinging my way that i need to really I'm not drawn myself to, oh, God, sort this out. I'm really asking God for loads of loads of things. And, oh, you know, things are ticking along okay. 
I guess we, we all have times like that. But actually coming before him at those times and having hope for what he's got us to have hope in, well, in him, obviously, critically, uh, fundamentally, I mean, but to actually sit before him and say, God, what, what is your hope for? Mm-hmm. Who, who are you hoping for? What, what, what can I be hoping for? What can we be hoping for together, I guess? It's that kind of together thing, you know, that, that relational thing that, that he kind of seems to really see as a fundamental part of, of, of our existence. You're, you're right it's it's bringing it back to him because because when we're in that in those times of plenty it's all about oh see mike's eating the food i'm, I'm trying to eat the food right <laughs> well you're making a really good point <laughs> it's okay I you just, stuff your mouth it's okay yeah, thanks i will let's squeak the knife on it's um in those times of plenty we need to come back to him and we need to really remember who it is and and he is the one that keeps our hope alive. Our hope is in Jesus. So it's not, it's not just in our circumstances, but like you're saying, he is the one who gives us hope. So we need to come back to him and we need to be looking to him for what's, what's next or what, what the hope is going to be. Yeah. I think kind of when we were talking about this before this podcast, and you were kind of sharing what, what you kind of felt God sharing with you, Rich. I thought, I was like, yeah, it's good. It's solid. Yeah, we'll have, have a look at it. And yeah, kind of, but kind of when I left that, I was like, actually, I felt really quite challenged because I think specifically there was, there was a situation that I think I'd lost hope in. And generally, I didn't have much hope anyway. But I, I wasn't like, oh, I feel hopeless and woe is me. And oh, this, this is a hopeless situation. I wasn't feeling like that. I was just like, ah, it is what it is. You know, that, that's just how it is. But talking about it and hearing you kind of talking about your kind of sense about how critical it is to have hope and to be hoping in him and that being a, a, could considerably could be an important part of our relationship with him and a way we, the way we live life. I kind of thought, okay, what? I don't feel any hope at the moment kind of like all right is that a problem is it not a problem rich seems to say it's actually a critical part of our relationship with god and i just really got a sense that of kind of god saying yeah actually I've, I've got hope for you um and you can hope about this specific situation like uh you don't have to be hopeless about that specific situation and you can bring it before me and that's cool because i'd kind of like thought it'd been for so long and it'd been so kind of like oh it's there nothing's gonna change that is what it is oh well put it to bed that'd be better for my mental health almost like (laughs) if i just stop stop thinking about it um just leave it in the background which you know i'm not saying that's necessarily the wrong approach but um like it just kind of felt like god saying no you can still hope for that you can still have that on the table in front of me when we're when we're chatting and you can still bring that, and I've I've got hope in that for you. Um, and and that I don't think I've heard from him specifically about what that will end up looking like and what specifically to hope for. But I suppose that was kind of the point of what you were saying is like it. I kind of have a sense that things could be changed and could be different. I mean, and and could be 
could could shift to, to line up more with how God's got the situation to be. What that looks like and the outcome, I don't know, but but it kind of my, my stance towards the situation and my attitude towards it changed somewhat. Um, even just praying about what do you mean about hope about this situation, God? Could there possibly be hope for this situation? That was kind of what he, what I felt he showed me about that anyway. So for the people listening, yeah. so you felt convicted from the conversation that we had mm. and then you ended up in a place of feeling God saying, yeah, you do need hope. How did and, you... and here it is. And here it like is. Like it was almost like, yeah, you need some hope and here it is, like a change of position, like it was like a... So how the did Holy you spirit thing? How did okay? So how did you make that journey from hearing something, feeling convicted, to then having God saying, saying you need hope? Well, Here I was very is. grumpy about it to, at first. To be honest, Rich. Okay. I was quite grumpy. I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, you know, that's you know, maybe you don't need hope. Maybe it's not that important. Maybe it's not that critical. Um, I didn't really want to engage with it very much. Yeah. But then realised that wasn't really an option. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of just, I guess I spoke to God about it. Okay. You might do and just kind of said to him, you know, this is a scenario. This is how I'm feeling about it. Don't really have much hope. I don't think you've got much on the cards for this situation, if I'm honest. Um, and he didn't speak to that, but he did speak to the idea of, no, you can you can have hope. Here's, 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 a, here's a new way of looking at that situation um and kind of changed yeah well, yeah changed kind of what my my position in the whole thing if that makes sense like kind of like yeah. so instead of being just like all right just chuck that into the background throw it in the shed and forget about it and then i'll just try and get on with my life it was more like this is how i see you in that kind of setting and in that kind of scenario not in that setting but in that scenario and um things can and probably will be different in the future he didn't reveal how or what that was going to be in any way and whether it was going to be like a changing situation um if it's the same as my experience before it will be a change in, in maybe my perspective and the people's perspectives around me and and kind of how i speak from it um but it it could be a changing situation as well who knows the thing I really like about that story is the fact that you said you spoke with God and I think ultimately that's praying but I think sometimes it's the semantics of the difference when you say pray and when we say talk with God because I think when we pray it should be talking to God but a lot of the time we can make it an activity but actually when we talk it's a dialogue it's a two-way thing and, and you said God spoke back to you. Yeah. And I think it sounds as though what you were saying was you were just being real. You were just being honest with God with how you felt about your grumpiness, about <laughs> how you couldn't see anything change. And, and God responded to that. So you took yourself, the real you, to God and he responded. And I think sometimes when we pray, we can take a fake side of us to God. We can say we can say it in a, in a lovely flowery language and we don't expose that kind of grumpiness, that kind of negative yeah. side. Well, who wants to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can see it anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose there's a few kind of responses to that idea of hope because it, 
it's easy to hear and just kind of think, okay, yeah, I can have hope. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm an optimist. I can think about things in a positive way. Oh, well, yeah, I can't think about things in a positive way. That, that's obviously not kind of what what we think we're, we're saying here, really. What we're really trying to say is our, our hope is in him. And just, I don't know, come away and uh, from this time and think, what have you got for me to hope for or in, Lord? Um, are there any situations or any kind of stances or postures or responses that I'm currently operating from that that you've actually got a hope for me in? Are there any situations where I feel like I've completely lost hope or I have a lost hope? Am I not even really engaging with hope because it's a bit too painful? Uh, or it could be that, that scenario we kind of talked about at the end there, well, life's fine. Why, why do I need hope? Why do I need to consider anything different at this point? Um, I don't know. I guess my encouragement would be take, take it to God. See what he might say. See what he might do. Because you you found this whole thing quite provoking, as you were saying earlier. I just wonder, mm. as we're coming to the end, would you pray for the people that are listening, mm. for anyone who is feeling provoked, feeling stirred, because God did something in you, and maybe He wants to do something in them. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, Lord, we we come to you and you know we can have all these different responses to to what we've been talking about here obviously trying to understand the different scenario or maybe even considering well can anybody else ever understand a situation that that you might be in lord i pray that you would just just come and and Holy Spirit, come and work in each of us. Lord, as we bring our hopes or lack of hopes to you, we bring our situations, our attitudes, our responses to you. Lord, I pray that you would just come and, and meet us there. That we can hope in you. And that doesn't necessarily mean hanging on to hoping for a particular outcome lord i pray that you would help us to to realize what that really means for us yeah lord and i want to pray particularly for those who have lost hope yeah father god that they will know your promises lord your promises which you have have in your word and the promises which you've spoken to them directly lord that they can they can come back to life in their minds, Father God. And I pray that you can give them a hope, Father God, a hope for for whatever it is, Lord. Yeah, and I get a sense out of this as well that God's got new life. God's got new life. So where you're feeling, well, you know, things are just as they are. There is a, a season of of springtime and brand new life and he will bring newness and new life and brightness where 
hope has been lost and where there's a, a maybe a a stance that's kind of like okay well that's just how it is and a completely new outlook on on the situation or on a new set of attitudes towards that so I pray you do that now Lord that there will be new life for anyone feeling yeah that's just how it is things things are fine but you would you would show what new life really looks like and what your your goodness and your godly outlook would be for anyone in, in that kind of scenario and responding from that place yeah. Amen so that is our first episode concluded yeah we'll be coming to you with more episodes in the upcoming future thank you very much <laughs> for listening thanks for listening to you guys thanks for listening that was episode one as we said at the beginning, we really appreciate your feedback, suggestions and thoughts on what we've covered today and what we could cover. Please do get in touch with us on our site at www.richardandmike.com, that's with an A-N-D in the middle, by email info at richardandmike.com and Instagram at richardandmike. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.